0: Home for making podcasting great again my name's nathan your orangest host <laughs> my name's
1: andy your golfingist host and i'm pat your center for free speech host
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh well this is the big one guys are we i'm tempted not even to talk about our week i just kind of want to get into it because i feel like there's gonna be plenty to say uh this is the episode we've been talking about for a while. Our final chance to on Donald Trump before he fingers crossed
1: is
2: real. No, oh,
0: don't put that out in the universe. I have this particle board count as wood. Wait, yeah, I gotta, not it's from trees. Okay. There we go. Anyway, um, today we are going to be making the case. I, basically, I'm going to be making the case about Donald Trump being a piece of that you should do everything you can to vote against that you should do everything you can to encourage the people that you know and love or like or don't care for or whatever to vote against him.
1: He's he's still your president. Like he's still the president of the United States and weakening him in a way you're weakening the position of the whole country, especially if he wins another 4 years. <laughs>
0: well, we'll see about that. I used when he first got in I used to make that argument to people. I would say he's still my president. He was elected. Even though I don't like the Electoral College, he was elected fair and square. He is the president. The problem is that he doesn't respect the presidency, so I don't respect his presidency.
1: Uh, he's a piece of shit. Cool. Well, let's, let's hop right into it. So what evidence can you bring to bear about this topic?
0: Yeah, well, really. Let's go ahead. <laughs> so, first of all, as I if he's like...
1: actually done anything
0: that you can bring up. <laughs> there's a, there's a couple of things. So, I think a lot of times conservatives, and not everybody, but the uh, cuck conservatives, I think we're calling them now. Uh, yeah, your your like extreme alt writers, they will make it seem like oh, the Democrats just hate him and they won't give him a chance and. It doesn't matter what he does. Like, they make it seem like we are overreacting. And my point is, no, we are drastically underreacting. So first off, I'm going to need us and those listening to the podcast to be able to put two and two together. So you're going to be able to need to use, I swear to God, the most fundamental, basic kindergarten level logic possible to be able to put some of these pieces of information, these disparate pieces of information together. Um, For example, if we don't have a physical rape conviction, but we do have two dozen credible victims, that might be bad news for Donald Trump. If we have knowledge of people saying Trump said the N-word and we have 50 years of racist actions and statements, Maybe he's a racist, even though we don't have that little piece of evidence of him saying the N-word on tape. I do want to start out, before we get started on what he's done or who he is, can we go ahead and talk about for a minute what type of person he is? I would call him a type A personality. I assume you guys are going to say yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, so the first thing is, and I don't think any of us are going to disagree on this, but he's a liar. He is a huge liar he's a pathological liar to date it's one of three things that he has
2: done well in his life
0: mini fact check so for those of you curious like me i went back and asked andy and apparently the other two things are reality tv and putting his name on ostentatious hotels mini fact check lied yes well and so so what if what
1: if lies are from a perspective. So what if you're going to say like, um, okay, he lied about Russian collusion. To him, Russian collusion did
0: not exist. That was not what happened. No, he was lying. He, He didn't know it exists. He just lied to us about it.
2: What Pat is saying is maybe he's not a liar. Maybe he's just delusional and schizophrenic or something. But I would say...
0: We can talk about all that, but he has two types of lies he tells. So first of all, he's like a wild caged animal sometimes or like a cornered animal sometimes in that he will tell lies just to get out of whatever immediate situation he's in. So if he's been cornered by a reporter who's asking him a question he doesn't want to answer, he'll lie about it, even though he knows he said the exact opposite. Even though though he knows that everybody's going to know he's a liar because it gets him out of... The immediate situation he's in,
3: but it's all working out. And just remember, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening.
1: Can you can you fill in? Can you fill in maybe an example of that?
0: Uh, sh- well, let me look up what he did today. Sure, shall we? Sure, let's do. it. No, there's this is the part where I wasn't actually going to like give a lot of detail because I have that later on, but like in. In a single interview, he will give two different pieces of information, two disparate pieces of information at the same time, because he's been asked a question he doesn't like about Russia. Or right now, the questions he doesn't want to answer are questions about denouncing white supremacy. Like, oh, I knew you were going to ask me about this. He doesn't know who the Proud Boys are. He just said he didn't know who QAnon was, which, if that's true... Boy, howdy, is he just the worst president ever, right? Because no,
2: he, he has specifically acknowledged that he does know what QAnon is and that he knows that they idolize him.
0: Well, I don't know much
3: about the movement other than I understand they like me very much, uh, which I appreciate, but I don't know much about the movement. Uh, I have heard that it is gaining in popularity. These are people that don't like seeing... What's going on in places like Portland and places like Chicago and New York and other cities and states. And uh, I've heard these are people that love our country and they just don't like seeing it.
0: Right. But that's not what he said two days ago. Republican President. Senator Ben Sass said, quote, QAnon is nuts, and real leaders call conspiracy
3: theories conspiracy theories. He may be Why right. not just say it's crazy be honest? and not true? He may be right. I just don't know about QAnon. You do know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. You Let me ask me you another thing. It. Let's waste the whole show. Uh, you start off with white supremacy, I denounce it. You start off with something else, let's go. Keep asking me these questions. Okay. I do but, have but one let, more. Let me, just, let me just tell you, what I do hear about it is they are very strongly against pedophilia. And I agree with that. I mean, I do agree okay. with that. And I agree But with there's not a satanic uh, pedophile called no being idea. Run by. I know You nothing don't about know that? Them. Okay. No, I don't know you, that. You just this week. do you know that. Okay. Just...
0: What he said well, two days ago was, I don't know them. I uh, like this was at his uh last town hall that he did opposite Joe Biden who hmm. was specifically asked about QAnon it was explained to him exactly what QAnon was and he said I don't know what they are even though he's again like you said admitted that he knows who they are and basically supported them in the past because they like it. Yeah. Well
1: so I'm going to tee I'm going to tee you up one here. So on the campaign trail he was quoted as saying that WikiLeaks are wonderful, aren't these guys great? And then at a later date, uh, he
0: denounced WikiLeaks and said, I don't know who those people are. Right. Again, that's a perfect example of that kind of lie, where he just didn't want to have that conversation. He wasn't prepared for it. And so like a child or a wild animal, he just said a thing to get him out of it. And like, Mm -hmm. as he considers a win, if he can turn his back on those reporters that are like, hey, that's bullshit. Hey, could you turn around and clear up your bullshit for me? So the second type of lie he tells are these larger insidious lies that Republicans use all the time, like the birth certificate lie, the birther lie that he told forever and still continues to tell now about how he still undermines mask wearing now. After he's had COVID, it's wild. He tells these lies that have huge implications and that are clearly thought of ahead of time. So basically, I wanted to clear those two things up. He lies all the time, but he tells two different kinds of lies, one for convenience and one for manipulation of specifically his supporters, but Americans in general.
2: There is actually a third kind of lie, if I may, please, um, that he does, I think kind of even just subconsciously which is the self-aggrandizing lie where everything he's done is the best that's ever happened. Um, right. His election, cr-
1: his uh, inauguration crowds were the largest ala- that ever were. His, his
2: inauguration, or the cr- his COVID
0: response is better than any other country's, better than anyone could have hoped for. No president other than Abraham Lincoln has done more for black people. Right. So these,
2: these you know, megalomaniacal lies are another one. I don't know that they're, so insidious necessarily mostly they're just insane and absurd and ev- no one in their right minds
0: no one believes it and <laughs> this is the problem he has no credibility anymore when he needs it we needed him to have credibility when mm-hmm. covid came around so he could have given us accurate information that people would have respected and would have followed and that his followers would have followed instead of refusing to wear masks Because that's what he told them.
1: So importantly, also would be lies by omission. Telling people that masks aren't a big deal, that the COVID-19 is probably going to blow over in the next week. That there's only one case and it's probably not going to spread. When he very likely had better knowledge than that. I think we can prove that he had better knowledge than that. And then later saying like, well, I did that so as to not cause a panic.
3: It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. This is more deadly. This is five per... You know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you. Sure, I want you to be. uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes. uh, Because I don't want to create a panic.
0: Yeah, it's just that was another lie that he told to get out of the situation. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing that's important about that line. His word is worth nothing. So when something comes up and he wants to deny it, maybe he's right. But his word doesn't help us tell whether that thing is true or not. And so that is going to come in not so handy for him personally or the country as a whole.
2: It's not a big deal when you're Joe Mo at the grocery store. Right. It kind of matters when you're the leader of the free world.
0: Yeah. The president who cried wolf. Yeah. <laughs> The next thing that I want to say about him as a person is that he's dangerously impulsive. So his own staff doesn't know what he's going to do from day to day. They don't know what he's going to tweet out. He's fired several people by tweet that his staff didn't know he was going to fire before he sent out that tweet. Those people find out that they were fired by tweet. The military found out that they were supposed to ban transgendered military personnel through tweet. He didn't talk to anybody about it. And, his, like, his tweets aren't the only way that happens. He'll say stuff uh, on a spur during a speech that he gives and expect yeah. to be followed.
2: No impulse control, like, whatsoever. And this is actually something that is a very common theme in a lot of the books and other public you know, interviews and stuff from his former staffers. That's one of the most common threads that they all say is... From day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute, you have no idea what he's going to do or say. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that sucks. Like, it's not—it's it, impossible to have any sort of foreign policy when that is the way you you handle it. And we'll get into more specific points on all these things later. But mm. it is very—it's dangerous. It's very dangerous because you—predictability, it may be boring, but it's incredibly important in a leader. Mm -hmm. Um, next thing he can't ever be wrong whenever he says something wrong and somebody calls it on it it doesn't matter what proof you put in front of him it doesn't matter how much leeway you give him to sort of like wiggle out of it he will double triple quadruple quintuple down over and over and over again and he'll do it on any stupid bullshit he says in the moment so when he talked about injecting disinfectant, he didn't say, oh, no, what I meant was this. What they tried to do was find a way that that was accurate. They try, they try and find backdoor ways that the bullshit he said that was wrong isn't wrong from this very narrow point of view.
1: Well, I want to point out that in that particular case, what he was saying is they should look into the science of how bleach kills the virus or look into the science of how UV rays can kill the virus and apply that and see what they could do to utilize that for a treatment. And I've actually, I've called, I've
0: called Andy on this. That's also insane. Yeah, I've called Andy on this before because I think one of the few bad faith faith things I've seen liberals do uh, relatively recently is they misquote him that all the time. Like they love to misquote him like, he wants you to take a needle full of bleach and shove it in your veins. Like, when he said, like, inject... Like, we should look into injecting disinfectant. Now, he was full of shit, but from a, again, very narrow point of view, you could argue that he what he said wasn't as bad as what he said. One problem, though, is uh he never corrected it. He went out of his way to never correct it, even though being asked about it over and over and over again for news cycle after news cycle after news cycle. And fun fact, uh, across the country, poison control centers, they got 300% increased calls. So so another thing that I
1: think is important on this point is that he surrounds himself with sycophants. He surrounds himself with yes-men. And then whenever anyone in the organization of government... Uh, questions him on it or becomes a whistleblower or, you know, s- says like, maybe that's not the right thing to do. He'll, he'll take punitive action against them. Like not only will they lose their job, but you look at um, someone like Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. And not only was he excused from his white house position, his brother who had nothing to do with the Russia probe or the congressional hearings was also excused from his Washington position.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. No, and, and the thing is, he's always the expert. On every situation, he is always the expert. I know more than this person. I know more than that person. I know more than this. I know more than that. And, I know more than all the
2: generals. Yes. Okay, buddy.
0: And that's right. it's just a part of this same personality flaw of never being wrong. Like, not only am I never wrong, I know more than everybody else.
1: So I would classify that as, like, narcissistic. I would add that that seems to be a trait that he shares with most of
2: his base, who seem to be the target of this list of evidence that they will then ignore.
0: <laughs> I do like Axios, uh, and I'll make sure to put this in the doobly-doo. But Axios has an article from January of 2019, so there's plenty of extra stuff now. But the article is titled, Everything Trump Says He Knows, quote, More About Than Anybody, end quote. (laughs) Right. And they just put together a list of all the things he he said. And it's probably 30 things long. And that's, again, at the beginning of last year.
1: Uh, Right. So I don't think you understand, like, what a... Uh, polymath and what a what a genius it is that we're dealing with here <laughs> oh, <right.
2: laughs> oh my god it's so embarrassing like it's still even now it's still sort of surreal just how completely bonkers this guy and his administration has been
0: and we've dealt with it for four years now it's crazy so here's the next thing he loves dictators mm. yeah. he loves them And more importantly, he wants to be one himself. He doesn't understand why things don't run now in the government the way they did in his business. Because people were willing to break the law for him. Because they didn't think they'd be caught. And because he's a billionaire and they wanted to please him. And when he said, like, I want this thing done, he had people who would get it done for him. Uh And that's not the way government works. Like, he's believed Putin several times in Helsinki. He believed Putin over uh, U.S. intelligence.
3: With that being said, all I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coats came to me and some others, they said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin, uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this, I don't see any reason why it would be.
0: He still hasn't stood up to Putin about bounties against U.S. soldiers. Like, how has he not been hung for treason? because of that well I mean because we
2: don't really hang people anymore
0: um, I would be willing to make an exception I there's also a point enjoy your secret
1: service visit by the way
0: (laughs) (laughs) also he specifically said that him and Kim Jong-un have fallen in love Mm -hmm. because he Kim Jong-un wrote him the nicest letters
3: I was really being tough and so was he and we would go back and forth and then we fell in love Okay. No really. He wrote me beautiful letters. And they're great letters. We fell in love. But you know what? Now they'll make they'll say Donald Trump said they fell in love. How horrible. How horrible is that? So unpresidential.
0: He loves dictators. He loves them. And what he loves most about them And I think even Xi Jinping, uh, for a while, before, like, China didn't do exactly what he wanted it to do, he enjoyed him, too, because... Well, and the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Well, he uh, backed the prince, uh,
2: even though the prince had killed Khashoggi. You know, part of why he backs Israel is the the leader Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu there, is a a big, strong man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a a right-wing lunatic and corrupt as... What he likes more than anything... Is leaders being able to say, do this thing, mm-hmm. and then that thing just gets done, and he doesn't have to deal with Congress, and he doesn't have to deal well, with courts, and he doesn't have to deal with the press. Understand. He just gets what he wants. That, that's his idea. I mean, so
2: Trump's idea of, like, strength or, or like, a strong character is very, very superficial. It is just that. If I tell someone to do something, do they do it or not? That's it. End right. of story. That's all that matters.
1: So what I think is even more critical than the liking dictators and or having aspirations of being a dictator is the constant undermining of the institution of media.
3: And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake A few days ago, I called the fake news the enemy of the people. And they are. They are the enemy of the people.
1: Never before has there been a campaign like the fake news campaign, like the uh, dismissal of major news networks as being like never Trumpers. Like, what is that? A never Trumper? Like, why is that even a charge? I think that public distrust in the media is actually measurably changed because of Trump's rhetoric, because of his time Absolutely. In office. I think worth
2: mentioning, sure. I mean, I think Trump is a very central figure in the undermining of the media. But it's been going on for a lot more than just the last four years. And I think a big part of it was is ultimately like the internet. It makes information and media accessible faster and in more places. And so, so um, and it diversified news sources a lot. So there became more and more and more different places reporting news and commenting on news. And the news cycles changed to a 24-hour news cycle. So right. you're recycling the same stuff and going ramping off opinions and things like so this is not it's not all about trump when it comes to that
1: right and i i want to say like i do think that there are valid criticisms of the media i do think that a lot of news networks display their bias in like not only the stories that they tell but the particular like eye catching headlines that they put forward and the narrative that they push and the the bias in the stories that they present Um, But I also want to say one of our most important freedoms is our freedom of speech and our freedom of the press. When you have the central government starting to say like, you know, this media company can't be trusted or this media company like can only print positive stories about the president and we don't want to hear any criticism from the media about the president. I mean, that is a pretty dark road to start embarking down like the, the the press needs to be free to be able to say whatever they want. That's critical of government. Um, and when you when you start squeezing on that, a lot worse things can come down the pipeline.
0: Right. And so two things I would say, first of all, yes, I think there is a bias in a lot of news. But that bias isn't anywhere near as much as it's held out to be. And as far as I'm concerned, as long as the facts that are being presented are accurate or if those facts were the best information available at the time and if they need to be corrected, that organization goes back and corrects those facts, I'm fine with it. I go to any news source I can. Like, I'll read Fox News. I have, like, watched, uh, like, one American news network. Oh, my God. Which is a whole network. One A whole network that was born because Fox wasn't kissing Trump's ass enough, and so they were able to build a network to the right of Fox News. The problem is a lot of these networks don't source their information. They're just conspiracy theory networks, at least OAN is. I'm not saying that about Fox News. But the thing is, I'll read a story, and then I'll find two other stories that will corroborate that and give information. What I'm really interested in when I read a news story Is what their sourcing is in that story. According to blah, like this FBI report or whatever it is, like here's a news reporting. I read just enough of that report, like of that story until I get to the source material and then I switch the source material because that's what I actually want. I feel like the other thing to your point, Andy, is yes, a lot of different news organizations and I am using air quotes when I say that popped up on the internet, but very few of them have any sort of journalistic integrity. Very little of them have anything close to uh, accurate reporting. They don't don't do reporting, and they're nothing because of it. Like, they're fine in terms of they are good places to go to get opinion pieces. But unless they provide provide those sources that I'm looking for, the original sources that they got their information from, they're garbage. They're not worth anything.
2: Well, see, that... All right, so... Here's my only issue with that, because I do agree that they are bullshit, but the problem with that is it takes a, a discerning eye. It, well, not really, but there's, uh, how do I say <laughs> this? I'm trying to be, like, delicate and polite about this, but basically, like, yeah, the problem with that is that you have to actually use your brain in order to identify that as bullshit, and most people don't. These people are getting their news from YouTube,
0: and so this is the thing we clearly need in our school system—like education on how to find accurate reporting. Mm-hmm. Because this is not going to. This is not going to stop the. The problem with the Trump presidency, more than anything, is we're used to a trickle, and now we have a fire hose that's blasting twenty-four hours a day. All the time, and we can't keep uh, keep track of it. Which, which, by
2: the way, is is a very famous uh, Steve Bannon strategy. He calls it "flood the zone with shit." Right. That's that's Steve Bannon's name for that strategy. It has been a staple in the Trump playbook for a very long
1: time. So I don't I don't have the media as this golden cow that can never be criticized. We should absolutely continue to be critical of media. Um, sure. I just don't want to see any laws come out that start saying that the media can only do this or can only do that. Yeah, of as course. long as we're st- as long as we're shy of that, yeah, we're not running into too big of a problem.
0: Like as soon as you see those laws, that's when the country has failed because that's First Amendment, right? I mean, yeah, I I fully believe that you can say whatever stupid bullshit you want to. I've told this story before, but like. How I protested for the KKK to be able to come to my city and protest and then went to that KKK event that I protested for and protested the KKK. Oh, I,
1: I didn't know that you were a racist. So that's interesting.
0: I do hate racists a lot, but let's, let's move on. Otherwise, this episode is going to take forever. Sure. Uh, I love it. So if we're getting out of the problems with him as a person and I only mm, just like barely scraped the surface, just like, ba- like just. Mm, just un poco, just a little bit. I want to bring up the fact that he's a liar again, but in a different way, because he's a liar with a group of people that believe him no matter what. His supporters will follow him no matter how dumb the thing he says is. And I want to bring up that story again about he increased poison control calls by 300%. And I don't think it was that. It was up to 300%. There there are parts of the country where they they were getting these calls from all over. And that means that people believed him to the point where they were willing to inject whatever kind of bleach they found or drink bleach or whatever, because they thought that he was telling them the truth.
3: Right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it
0: sounds it sounds interesting to me. And people die specifically because of that.
1: So I want to take you on a little journey of imaginations Please. For, for a moment. So imagine yeah. going back to 2016 and you have this mandate from the people you can you can question the validity of that or not but you have a mandate from the people to elect this president and the president himself is a referendum on the establishment a referendum sure. on the corruption that currently exists that is not making headway for things to get better for normal middle class folks and yes. I mean between the lines Actually, for white folks, that things aren't getting better. But be that as it may. So you've elected this president because you think that he is the only one who can stop the corruption, who can stop the status quo that is going on. Now, throughout the next four years... Can
0: I ask you real quick? Can you describe what a mandate is to me, like from your perspective? Sure.
1: So... A mandate would be when you go to the people and ask for a vote and you get an overwhelming response from the vote that is telling you that the people want a certain thing in particular, that they that they are demanding of their politicians a certain change.
0: But the change that people demanded in 2016 was Hillary Clinton.
1: Right. Okay. So I, I see we're going to get into the weeds on this. But yeah. No,
0: I'm just saying he didn't have a mandate.
1: Let's imagine that you think that the mandate is for Donald Trump, and we can get into whether or not that's the case in addition. Sure. To just imagine that that is what the mandate from the masses is in order to stop this corruption. Now, throughout the next four years, are you going to believe the party of people that have constantly prosecuted him, that have found every excuse that they could to bring like impeachment charges against him, who have been obstructionists who have tried to stop everything that he's tried to do, who have been constantly critical of him. Or are you going to believe the one person that you thought could bring an end to corruption? Right. That's a pretty easy sell.
0: Right. But only from the perspective of, None of that stuff is accurate, but from the point of view of these people, of what they're told, I mean Pete Buttigieg, who I have my problems with, regularly goes on Fox News because he says
1: so the way I think about it is that uh, you know some of the people on that uh, network and definitely the the people behind that network are not good faith actors. But I know that a lot of people are tuning in in good faith, and uh, a lot of people get most or all of their information there. I can't blame somebody for not understanding our perspective if they've literally never heard it.
3: And I know a lot of people who are kind people who believe
1: in uh, decency and empathy, and uh, they they believe in treating others well. And, uh, you know, sometimes you scratch your head thinking, how could you be on board with this president? But if they're literally getting different facts, then you begin to understand how that's possible. And we may not win everybody
3: over, uh, but I think we have a responsibility uh, to to reach people where they are. And and that's why I go on.
0: When you listen to Fox News... They only get a very specific side of the argument. And so if people don't believe us, if people think Democrats are evil or terrible or whatever, I can't blame them if they've never heard us describe why we aren't. These people have been fed bullshit from every possible direction. The people who believe Donald Trump and voted for him have been fed bullshit the entire time. Because that list of things you talked about is simply not accurate. The Democrats have reached out to Trump over and over again only to have their hands slapped. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They, they don't want, they don't want to work with the Democrats. What they want is they want that animosity. They want the butting heads because they think it's good for the party, for the Republican party. Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, I think a lot of people genuinely believe that and some of them have no interest in hearing anything else, but it doesn't mean they're Right. It doesn't mean that it's accurate. Right.
1: So so what I want to set up is like there's a situation where the only man that you can trust in the entire world on his word is Donald Trump. Now you can pick right. – you can probably pick that apart and I'm sure you're going to. But that that's <laughs> the situation that people from a certain political leaning, from a certain information stream – That's where they believe
0: they actually are. Right. Did you know that Wikipedia has a page just called, and it's it's well documented, like each item has two different sources, list of conspiracy theories promoted by Donald Trump. Right. So we can go through that. Uh, Alleged actions by Muslims as claimed by Britain first believe that vaccines cause autism. Uh, Barack Obama birther conspiracy. Central Park 5. Climate change denial. Clinton body count. Conspiracy theories related to the Trump-Ukraine scandal. COVID-19 conspiracy theories. The death of Jeffrey Epstein. Suicide of Vince Foster. Global warming conspiracy theory. The murder of Seth Rich. QAnon. And on and on. Like, there's a list of probably 30 different items here. And the problem isn't that he believes in conspiracy theories. Like, he's an American like anyone else. He has the constitutional right to be a f***ing moron. But the problem is that he is a moron that other people believe, and he spreads this stuff. This last week, he tweeted out something saying that Joe Biden had tried to kill SEAL Team 6. So the truth about Osama bin Laden didn't come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when he was asked about it during a town hall, he was like, that was a retweet. People can believe whatever they want. He clearly doesn't understand or doesn't care about the power that he holds in his hands. When he sends something out like that, people assume it to be accurate. I mean, not anyone who has been paying attention for the last four years, but his followers certainly do.
1: Right, I, I am glad that you brought up QAnon because if you honestly believe that the Democrats are a party of, like, the secret cabal of pedophilic, blood sucking, child sacrificing, Moloch worshipping <laughs> elites, and the only person that can possibly save you from this cabal is Donald Trump, then you're going you're to tend a moron. to moron. Well, okay, but you're you're going to tend to believe anything that he says over facts, reason, logic, or, or anything else or, that is given as evidence to the contrary. Or a well researched yes. podcast episode.
0: Sure. So the other thing, so I don't want to go over my goal for this episode, because we would be here for three days, (laughs) is not to give like a comprehensive view of each of these things. But the last thing I will say is simply his tweet that says, liberate Michigan. (laughs) He sent out a tweet that said, liberate Michigan. And then a month and a half later, people tried to kidnap the governor. And then the next day, Trump said... Well, she should be behind bars, which is going to encourage more people. Right. He doesn't understand the danger of what his words are. I would like to move on to Donald Trump is a huge f***ing racist. Cool. So, well, let's go ahead and talk about, should we talk about shithole countries? Should we talk about him calling Nazis very fine people? Uh, should we talk about stand down and stand by? I, I think I mean, this is
1: one that you you really want to bone up on the evidence for because yes. like I'm going to play devil's advocate and say like nobody has done more well, for Black people while in office. Like there there's absolutely nothing racist about him. He's denounced white supremacy. Every time that he's been asked to, that he has denounced white supremacy. So I really need for you to prove to me that there's racism going on because, like, I I I want to see the evidence well, so before I really sure. make my, make up my mind on this.
2: Here's something that drives me nuts about this this issue: is conservatives have this strange belief that the only way something could be racist is if you blurt out the N word. Okay, can you can you expand on that a little? You have to say the N word in public to qualify as racist. In private, doesn't even count.
0: Okay, and there are there are definitely people who worked with uh, Donald Trump on the campaign, in office, and on The Apprentice who have all yeah. said, but that doesn't he count. Says the N word in private. But that pales in comparison to the stuff he's done.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's slander. And if you don't, if you don't have evidence of that, I yeah. think you're, you're really just slandering an innocent man.
0: So here we go. Uh, during the first presidential debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, Donald Trump is specifically asked, do you de- denounce white supremacy? And after hemming and hawing and asking, like, who should I denounce? Finally, he uh, is told by Joe Biden... The Proud Boys. And so his denouncement is. I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Well, then do it, sir. Say I, it.
3: Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a White name. White supremacist and, Brian, who who and would right you like me to condemn? White supremacists and right the Proud Boys, boy. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing own, problem. This is a left-wing
0: This is a left-wing right, problem. Stand down and stand by. He gives orders to this group of militant people who hate people based on the color of their skin, and it's such a strong denouncement that the Proud Boys the next day print up t-shirts and start using it as a way to gain new members. If your denouncement of a group of people lets them recruit new members, you probably did a really fucking bad job at denouncing them. He then is asked over the next two days, I think five different times, to denounce it from different people before 48 hours later, he finally says, Let me be clear again. I condemn the KKK. I condemn all white supremacists.
3: I condemn the Proud Boys. I don't know much about the Proud Boys, almost nothing, but
0: I condemn that. But he should condemn also Antifa. Took him two days. The thing is, he has sort of wishy-washily, mildly denounced white supremacy in the past, but he can't do it wholeheartedly. He can't do it with a full throat because this is his base. He doesn't want to piss off racists because racists are the people who got him elected. not saying they're the only people who got him elected. But a significant portion it's not good so so we could be we
1: could be here all day so I don't I don't want to like emphasize this point but the white supremacist as uh, proud boys I think is a somewhat contested point. I, I like they they have but ble- they
0: it's have not contested have... by the FBI. It's only contested by the proud boys themselves. I'm not arguing that they don't have some brown people in their ranks but I can't explain that. What I do know is that their founder has written several articles about the dangers of Jews and other people of color, and they're super racist. Sure.
1: I mean, I think that's probably enough, and we can go We can go on.
0: Mini fact check. Pat's right. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, so in the doobly-doo, I'm including an article from The Guardian titled Proud Boys Are a Dangerous White Supremacist Group says U.S. agencies. Mini fact check. All right, let's go ahead. I'm I'm going to control this episode, gentlemen. Uh, I would like to point you both towards Discord, and I would like you to play the sound clip that I've just linked for you. A well-educated black has a tremendous advantage over a well-educated white in terms
3: of the job market. And I think... Sometimes a black may think that they don't really have the advantage or this or that, but in actuality, today, currently, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great... I've said on occasion, even about myself, if I were starting off today, I would love to be a well-educated black because I really believe they do have an actual advantage today.
1: Okay, so in real, concrete, measurable ways, today, we we have college admissions that favor minorities and people of color we have affirmative action we have corporations that are willing to hire people that um, maybe have less decorated resumes but will increase their diversity and thus increase their marketability as a corporation I think that there is a nugget of truth in what he is saying there. Now, I'm not saying that I wholesale agree with the notion. I don't think that it is on its face true, but I think that there are advantages, and he's pointing out to uh, things that are things that are real preferences that exist in America today. Andy, uh, yeah, he's racist. <laughs>
0: That's,
2: that's kind of. I mean, like, all right. First, no. right off the rip, using a term like, like "if I were a black," oh, that's so cringy. Why do you say it like that? What's what's happening there? beside, I mean, that's just, ugh, that's really gross. And then, I mean, is he? I mean, is, this is from 1989, so he's obviously like he's. What's he really even? talking about that's even before that's at the end of bush two or bush one right what the hell is he talking about
0: to to pat's point i think if you are a rich man who wants to put out a certain point of view in bad faith that's it there's there's no good foyer faith point of view like you're not wrong that there were certain things put into place to try and help out people of color but in no way, shape, or form could any reasonable thinking human being think that people of color were in a better position than white people were. Specifically, black people were nowhere near in the same position as white people. And so that, you could argue, maybe, maybe makes you racist, maybe doesn't. It certainly doesn't look good, and it certainly makes you an idiot. So you could argue... Maybe he's not a racist from a very narrow point of view. Remember me talking about putting two and two together? I have such a big problem
2: with this part of the argument, and I think it's because kind of there's there's just different layers to this and if we're going to sit here and try and argue what's inside the man's heart. Like how he truly feels. I deep know what's down in heart. about people I've of color. 50, like I don't want to have. I've that. got
0: fifty years right. of things that he said and done. I know exactly what's in the man's heart. He's a racist. Okay, so so maybe maybe I'll
2: finish because it was kind of what I was leading towards. Is like how he feels about people of color or whatever is is just a separate issue that we just can't. We don't. We can't know that. We cannot know his heart. We can't know what goes on inside between the, the orange ears, right? We can guess, we can speculate, we can connect dots and stuff, but we don't know. What we do
0: know is what he says and what he does. Wait, I, I feel pretty confident. I know what's in his heart. But let's go ahead and okay, move on fine. to the second video.
3: They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people.
0: This is one of his, like, top ten hits. So So you've asked
1: us... To kind of take the the totality of the circumstances and to like make a logical leap to a conclusion that you're trying to get us to get across, and sure. um, I think I refuse that basic premise um, just on just on the fact that I'm I'm not going to give you any freebies on this one. Um,
0: so so when what, when you like, s- is it is it for you that if we have him on, like, if we have him recorded saying the N-word, that's, like, the only thing you'll take. Um, cause we have people that, we have trustworthy people saying that he said those very words. We have his own recordings. We have his own actions. We have, like I said, 50 years worth of, worth of experience. We have a whole Wikipedia article. Again, source to the nines, really good with again fifty years worth of well sourced documentation of him doing and saying racist things. I'm just saying that if the evidence is strong enough
1: then it stands on its own. I don't I don't feel like giving freebies is fair to anybody. I don't think it's fair to you. I don't think it's fair to me. And I don't think it's fair to the evidence. If the evidence is strong enough to stand on its own, I don't think like giving a freebie based on the totality of the circumstances, is even academically honest. But particularly yeah. about the, um, you know, th- these people are rapists, he's saying things that, like, if he just put some of them first, then they might have some degree of accuracy or truth to them. What's really going on is demagoguery. What What's really going on is he's whipping up an irrational fear that statistically Mm. doesn't hold true. If anything, um, the people who are immigrating to our country are more commonly victims of these crimes than are committing these crimes. I don't think that's just confusion. I think that's maybe some deliberate
0: dishonesty that's going on there. Um, Right. The The other side of the fear coin is racism. Uh, he's he's whipping up fear in some people. He's whipping up racism. They're afraid because they are racists. And the fun fact is that there's actually statistics out there that show us that the country is made safer when we bring in uh, immigrants because they commit crimes at not only a lower rate, but such a lower rate that the areas they're in, crime actually goes down. Mostly because they're afraid of getting caught
1: what i'm what i'm trying to say is that it doesn't take a whole lot of maneuvering to say that like some of them are coming into the country to commit crimes there's a possibility that some of them yeah but that's be, not what he said could even be uh terrorists in disguise i mean i don't think that we're dealing with a incendiary bold-faced lie i think we're dealing with a white lie of
0: degrees oh no because it's, because it's some of them he...
1: because some of them could be criminals
0: some of them could be bringing drugs yeah Actually, no like, but he didn't say of them he didn't are. say some of them were criminals he said some of them he assumed were good people he assumes the majority of them are rapists and bringing in drugs and terrible people
1: Right, and now now I'm in the uncomfortable position of, of trying to justify that as right, which is not where to. I want to no be. One's, no one's asking you. I don't want to be there, so um, I just won't defend that. You
2: want to know what's crazy about this? this, especially this
1: particular quote,
2: is that right now in the 2020 election, Trump is doing pretty well with... The Latinx community, especially in Florida, because they escaped communism, many of them, or socialism, bad socialism, really, really scary socialism. And he keeps I think, that.
0: And I think a large portion of that population is religious. Yeah. And I think that Trump, for whatever bizarre reason, is, is seen as the yeah. better religious figure. I mean, that's just something you get along yeah. with being a Republican, I guess. So
2: anyway, I mean, look, I, Pat's not wrong that to take these things that are all explainable as potentially just like a, a, a stupid misstep in wording because he's so impulsive, it makes him end up sounding more racist than he maybe is, I guess, like, I, I kind of,
1: I mean, I get that. That's that's but, not credit that I really want to give him because I think it's it's a disingenuous argument.
2: <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I think it's only an argument you make if you want to still be able to vote for him and don't want to feel like a racist or enabling
0: racist. Right. That, that's the thing. I, I fully believe not all Republicans, and I will say this clearly, not all Republicans are racist. However, all racists are Republicans. Like you, uh, mm, okay, sure. No, the, you guys don't have to agree with me on that. That's not something I'm going to defend that hard. But mm, <laughs> I think that is what I will say is Donald Trump may not think he's a racist, but you know who does think he's a racist? All racists. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, can we? <laughs> what about this? Republicans are racists, but anyone voting for Republicans, especially Trump is willing to sweep at least some level of racism under the rug in the interests of something
1: like economic yeah, gain. So yeah. I don't I don't want to get bell, bogged down on the particular wording of this issue. I don't necessarily agree that <laughs> no. Democrats can't be racist, but I will I will leave yeah. it at Not that at and so, we can we can just continue the conversation. They
0: they could they could be. They they ain't most of anymore. the time. But I, I will absolutely I will absolutely acknowledge anytime you make like a giant blanket statement like that like i'm sure for sure wrong i'm i'll tell you i'm 99 percent right but i may be one percent wrong and i'm willing to eat that one percent okay fair enough next next clip gentlemen if i can direct you to discord please
3: it would be what nine blacks against nine whites all highly educated very smart strong beautiful people right yes do you like it? Yes. Do you like it, Robin?
0: Well, I think you're going to have a riot. <laughs> yes. I like
1: So I'll, I'll hop in. So if all that is in this clip is that Trump wanted a black versus white season of The Apprentice, I'm struggling to find an inherent problem with that. There probably could be methodological problems well, with that. Um, my biggest there, parallel,
2: or my biggest issue, would be the the distinct parallel with the race war he's incited uh, while in office.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a can of worms that you don't want to open. I think it's a bad look, and you probably shouldn't go forward with a black versus white season or, or anything. The Apprentice, um, except
2: except for but, Spy versus Spy, Spy versus Spy, it's good.
1: But is there? I mean, is is that is that racist itself? to want a black versus white season of Apprentice. Is that very
0: idea a thought crime? No, it's not a thought crime. It's a planned it out and set it on national radio crime. It's like really blatantly. Let me ask it this way. Is there a problem with pitting black people versus white people on a national television show for bits and bobs of money? Yes, I think that is a huge problem. And seeing people like that as, uh, I, I think Donald Trump, more than he is a racist, he hates poor people. I think he gets along just fine with rich black people. He seems to like Ben Carson a whole lot. But I, I think he sees people as commodities and this is, both racist and an example of how he sees people who maybe don't so, have as much money as he does. He sees them as commodities s- to be used. I don't
1: see it as the smoking gun that you <laughs> seem to think that it is. Can you can you walk me through what what is inherently wrong with this idea?
0: Again, I'd say pitting black people versus white people is very, very, very problematic.
1: I think this is yet again
2: another instance of where... What what Trump does is he he walks this line of maybe not, maybe what he says isn't like, and this is a good example of this apprentice thing, but is it inherently like racist in the sense of black people are worse than white people and should be oppressed? No. But he's way too comfortable... No. Um, exploiting race and racial tensions so that he can make some extra money. And I think that, that just the, the desensitivity or insensitivity to, uh, racial struggles and racial nuances, I think that is not, I can't call that racist exactly, but it's not great in a president for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, when you put this stuff together, it forms a picture. Well, and
2: that's the thing, is all of this stuff is in aggregate, because if you look at any one individual instance of Trump doing something uncouth, it's explainable in one way or another as like, oh, he's just an idiot, or oh, he's just, well, mainly just an idiot.
0: So, there's a couple more things I want to show you. Go ahead and... (laughs) And again, this is one that you've probably seen before. It's super short.
3: We had a case where we had an African-American guy who was a fan of mine. Great fan. Great guy. In fact, I want to find out what's going on with him. You know what I'm... Oh, uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know about this one. Um, I I don't know that I have any comment on it, really. There's, like, tokenism, you know... It's very exciting for conservatives when a black person shares their opinions because that validates them because that gives them an excuse to say like, well, we can't be racist because here's a black person that agrees with us but I this statement sort of stands on its own. Um, I don't I don't know what else to add to this statement really.
2: I'm going to try and find it for the doobly doo but there is a meme of a scene from South Park where one of the dads, I don't remember who, Ran- Randy Marsh? Yeah, Randy was, um, he's like <laughs> sitting back in a chair with his like pants undone and there's just white stuff all everywhere and he's sitting in front of the computer. That's Randy Marsh for
0: sure. Yeah, that's...
2: And the the caption says, uh, conservatives whenever a black person agrees with them and... Yeah. Anyway, it,
0: it's way better visual than... <laughs> but in fairness to conservatives, I know a lot of white people who, whenever they say anything that they think is, like, moderately woke, will turn to any, like, African-American in the room and be like, eh? Huh? Eh? Is that... Did I say a good? <laughs> Do I get points?
2: Well, and, you know, this is something that I think was on display at the Republican convention... This year, if you can call it that. Uh, so the, at the Republican convention, what you saw was basically several nights of a couple Trump speakers and a black person in the primetime slot. And, and but when I say Trump speakers, I generally mean people with the name Trump.
0: <laughs> I think it, like it turned out that like 70% of the people who spoke at the RNC this year had the last name Trump. Like, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. And
2: the other the other 30% were probably black. And, and this is the weird thing about it, because every one of those black speakers, if you go back and listen to the convention, they all basically were up there to say, no, it's okay, he's not racist. To make the white people feel okay voting for him after everything that's been going on with the George Floyd protests and Black Lives Matter and his uh mythological antifa organization mini
0: fact check i'm going to include an article with a lot of specific details for the speakers of the RNC specifically people of color who were speakers of the RNC but just to be clear just over 20% of speakers who appeared at the 2020 Republican National Convention were people of color that is a record number And it's up from about 8% in 2016. For what it's worth, about 8% of African Americans in the United States consider themselves to be Republicans. Mini Fact Check
1: Look, so this particular clip, in, in in the grand scheme of the case that you're building... This I think is your uh-huh. weakest Well, I think point. it was a joke. I don't I don't think I don't think that this adds to
0: your case of racism in any substantial th- way. You don't you don't think that was tokenism of that gentleman standing in the crowd? You thought that was a that was a full-fledged support? An understanding of the African American experience and his supporters.
1: He can he can show up if he wants to. Like he can leave his friends there, behind. I
0: don't care about the guy who showed up. What I care about is the way Donald Trump treated him, and that was disrespectfully at best. But uh, he thought he was being I nice. Mean, I think that's kind of a flimsy point. He said nice things the way you would say nice things to a dog. Okay. Well, I think that. Yeah, I, think I don't think that any of that comes off in the seven is. second clip. None of that. All he does is point out that there's a an African American person in this crowd, and he doesn't point out there's an African American. He points out my African American. It's not good. Okay, it's a tiny little appetizer,
2: a little order. Well, I believe we call these microaggressions.
0: <laughs> I don't know that that's exactly... That's definitely not what in that the means. Woke but world. let's go ahead and move on. Um. The next one and the last one on race that I'm going to give you guys is from the 1991 book Trumped by John O'Donnell. There's a quote in there. I've got black accountants at Trump Castle and at Trump Plaza. Black guys counting my money. I hate it. The only kind of people I want counting my money are short guys wearing yarmulkes. Those are the only kind of people I want counting my money. Nobody else. Besides that, I've got to tell you something else. I think that the guy's lazy, and it's probably not his fault because laziness is a trait in blacks. That was from the 1991 book Trumped. Why would you not just lead with that? Let me just, like, clear one thing up. In an in- interview published in 1997 in Playboy magazine, Trump said, quote, The stuff O'Donnell wrote about me is probably true. And go.
1: Do, do you want this one first, Andy? Or do you? Can I mean I why why didn't
2: you lead with this? This is clearly the strongest case. It's also the one of the earliest ones
0: because um, because that's not the way of making a point. I works. think on top of that, you, you don't lead with your strongest thing. You finish off with your strongest thing.
2: Well, when your lead things are these like flimsy like yeah, he said some he said a bunch of racist shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Trump
2: and, is famous. He's he's known his whole brand is is being that brash and a, a, a aggressive abrasive saying the the quiet part out loud guy so and if that's that's a 40 year old thing that 50 or whatever you know that's that's not new and i don't i think he's always said these awful things about just anybody he doesn't really give a shit. it's not he doesn't hate any like certain races or certain ethnicities or anything like that he just hates anyone who isn't as orange or rich as him.
1: Oh, well, I mean, this is this is the most egregious clip that we've gone through today. And the the only thing that you could really do with a clip like this is to deny it wholesale. So it came out in a book that somebody else wrote about Trump. It's saying that this is a quote my gut feeling is that that's probably true. He probably said that verbatim, word for word. The way that you could deny this would be to say, you know, Trump didn't read the book when he said he was giving that endorsement. He probably didn't say that. I think he probably did. Um, but that, I mean, you can't really defend that statement no. on its face. That, that statement on its face is the biggest slam dunk ...for the case that you're trying to build. And, I mean, like Andy said, that's that's the strongest evidence yet. For, I mean, in terms of, like, things that he said,
2: you pulled some ones that I think are... They they should make you uncomfortable, but the a lot of these ones that we've... The ones that we've talked about here, I kind of agree with Pat that, at least on face value... <laughs> What Trump does is he dog whistles yeah. in a lot of these. And the thing about dog whistling is it has a plausible deniability built well, into it where, oh, well, I, what I meant was, or, you know, oh, I said, I said my, well, I was just talking fast. I didn't mean my African. Can, I meant, you know, my is and he's voting for me, you know. Uh, it's just can, a,
1: can you explain real quick what a dog whistle is? Like, what does yeah. that, what does that mean?
2: So, a dog
1: whistle is
2: a, 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 a term or a phrase or a, a message that has a surface meaning, but it also has a hidden meaning that only people in a certain in-group are going to understand. So, in this case, you know, let's take, look at my African American over here. Well, when he, on face value, when you say that, right, that, that little clip... You can say, "Well, he, he's uh, my my African American voter. He's here at my rally. He's here to support me. He's one of mine, one of my people, right?" You can uh, you can kind of explain that away, and it's yeah, it's it's a little bit hokey, but ultimately it gets shrugged off because it's it's not unreasonable to think I ah, he he he's always so you know off the cuff and. He just wasn't thinking through what he was saying, and it, you know it was just an awkward phrasing or something. And and but to anyone, any you know, a white, an actual white nationalist or or a racist listening to that is going, no, no, I know what he meant,
1: right. And and I think it's even more specific than that. Like I don't particularly like that example, and I'll give you one thousand four hundred and eighty eight reasons why I think that that's a bad example. What what's a bad example? Well, no, just like dog whistling has to do with esoteric knowledge. Dog whistling has to do with stuff that, like, only a white supremacist really would know. So when you see messaging that references that number that I said, 1,488, that's actually a reference to a white supremacist maxim. But you, as the average listener, you very well might not know that. Like to you, that sounds like an innocent number. Sure, yeah, that, I mean that's a that's a great
0: sure. example. Uh, so I think all those clips together. First of all, they're what I wanted because we work in audio medium was mostly get things that Trump said in front of a camera in his own words. Right. There are a number of situations like you guys know about the yeah. Central Park Five. Vaguely, refresh me. Back check. Back check. Back check welcome back to Fact Check. Hi there. Instead of the dumb, inaccurate version of the story I was about to tell, let's do a quick fact check, shall we? On April 19th, 1989, Trisha Maley was attacked and raped while jogging in Manhattan Central Park. That night, the police arrested almost two dozen teenagers in an effort to seem tough on crime. Were you guys able to pick up my air quotes there when I said tough on crime? I was doing them really over the top. If you were here, it would have been super obnoxious. Anyway, who they ended up arresting were five innocent children of color, the youngest of whom was 14. None of them had defense attorneys present when being interrogated, and for some of them, their parents weren't even notified. These children were interrogated for hours by police before giving false confessions. However, DNA at the scene didn't match any of them. Donald Trump at the time helped whip up fervor that they were guilty taking out full page ads in virtually every newspaper in New York saying, bring back the death penalty, bring back our police.
3: Of course I hate these people. And let's all hate these
0: people because maybe hate is what we
3: need if we're gonna get something done. In
0: 2002, a convicted murderer and rapist took responsibility for the crime and his claims were confirmed with DNA evidence. Here's Trump from last summer, 2019, on how he feels about it now. Mr. President, will you apologize Part Five? Jason
3: there have been videos and movies shown about the case and you came out with full page saying that they should die. They do Why do it? you bring that question up now? It's an interesting time to bring it up. Uh you have people on both sides of that. They admitted their guilt. If you look at Linda Fairstein and if you look at some of the prosecutors, uh they think that the city should never have settled that case. So we'll leave it at that.
0: So yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Fact check, fact check, fact check. After they were found innocent, mind you, and he still has not apologized for it. No, he still believes that they did it. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Uh, there's also that he still has Stephen Miller in his cabinet, even though Stephen Miller... I thought Stephen Miller was his chief of staff. Mini fact check. Okay, let's just be clear. Stephen Miller is a senior advisor to the president... Mark Meadows is the current White House Chief of Staff, but really, who can keep track of who the Chief of Staff is? Honestly, between the time we recorded this episode and the time it comes out, Chief of Staff may have changed. So, there you go. Mini fact check. If you want to believe he's not a racist, I'm not going to convince you. There's there's 50 years of him doing racist sh- and if you don't want to take that in consideration and if you don't want to put two and two together that he's racist, I'm not gonna stop you. Like, I, I can't force you to take all these things together and bunch them up as a whole. But he's done and said a bunch of racist. See, what, what you don't understand is that no,
1: nobody has done more for the African-American community than Donald Trump.
3: Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump. And if you look, with the exception, of abraham lincoln possible exception but the exception of abraham lincoln
0: abraham lincoln
3: <laughs> just
1: I'm, I'm i'm sorry i'm just that was that was a joke
0: oh it was no but the, this is the problem when you're talking to conservatives about this issue there's no amount of examples that you can give i mean i could talk about the uh chinese virus i could talk about telling americans to go back where they came from I could talk about him retweeting white power. I could talk about Pocahontas. I could talk about how many racist things do I need before it becomes clear that he's a racist. Right. Bad hombres. Pretty Korean lady. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. There's, it's pretty bad. Uh, I'm going to pass over it because we spent a ton of time on this, but he also hates women. I'm going to roll into a, another sort of related topic. He is a huge misogynist. But, Andy, I don't get to use this sound clip very often, so I would like to give you a math problem because you are our math magician. Andrew, Andrew the, the math the magician. magician. Okay. Every, if every time X happens, so if every time something happens, X, there's a 90 to 98% chance that there is a true state of Y, how would you figure out how likely it is that Y would occur after 26 incidents of X? You would multiply. Does that make sense the way yeah. I asked it? Yeah. So,
2: I mean, what we would do is simply multiply. So, 26 instances at probability of 0.994%. Yeah. Yeah. So, 24.44 times out
0: of 26. So, about 24 and a half. Awesome. Donald Trump has been accused of rape or sexual assault 26 times by 26 different women. Uh, fun fact, women in general, when you're talking about false allegations, which Trump has said has happened 26 times now, uh, there is a 90 to 98% chance that women are telling the truth every time they make an allegation like that.
1: Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, like, uh, he probably did that. Oh, he Garrett, he bragged about doing that.
0: He, like, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, we're going to put that clip right here, because we can't hear it often enough.
3: She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there, and she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony and everything. She's totally changed her look. i got to use some TikToks just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss them. I don't even know what hey when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything.
1: Whatever you want.
3: Grab them by the t- <coughs> I can do anything.
1: So for so for my defense of this of this particular aspect of Donald Trump, like, no. I'm I I'm not taking a defensive position on this. He probably did that
0: yeah, he's a rapist. It goes along with his misogyny, but is like a far, 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 far darker side. Well, of
2: it. and and take it a little bit darker, Trump has very particular and uh, feelings about his daughter.
0: Yeah, he's creepy.
3: I don't think Ivanka would do that inside the magazine, although she does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her.
0: He wants to commit incest, and he's been talking about it since she was a baby,
3: well, I think that she's got a lot of morals. She's really a beautiful baby, and she's uh, she's got um, she's got Marla's legs. We don't know whether or not she's got this part yet, but time will tell.
0: But I don't have anything to go on with that, and like, my whole point of having this episode is to be accurate. So here's like to try and like get to things that we like know for sure.
1: So here's my icky thing to say about it, and I'll probably have to go take a shower afterwards because I won't feel right. But the thing that I will say about this is you have a huge public figure you have a, who has a ton of money and influence, and you might have political opponents who are willing to pay people off. You'll have people coming out of the woodwork to say, and anyone can just say, that they accuse somebody of... Uh, sexual impropriety of, uh, of right. rape of sexual assault. Now, having said that, that is a bullshit garbage argument. That <laughs> as soon as it's out of my mouth, I want to distance myself from because that that is right. just that is just what. Yeah, you're there's so say. there's so many problems you know, that's,
2: with that. I mean, Obama did not have people claiming sexual assault, even. Biden has had one instance of of a sexual assault claim, and that ha- is
0: questionable. Right. And, like, Pat, I'm not arguing against you. Like, I know you're putting forth a a good faith, like, a devil's argument or whatever. But what I would say is, like, that's why we had Andy do the math on it right off the bat. He's... Right. Out of twenty six times, twenty four point four times out of twenty six. Right. So what? Guilty. A, well, okay. So, so so if he had been if he had been accused twice, then maybe maybe. But we also live in the Me Too era, and right. we believe women. And I sure as f- believe twenty six women, none of whom are anything but professionals, credible, as much as they try and tear them down. They've all been reasonable. They've all been credible,
1: right? And so, so this is this is maybe like a little bit off topic. So, if we don't want to dwell on this, that's fine. But you are in a little bit of a moral quandary if you are going to believe the accusations against Kavanaugh, but you're not going to believe the accusations against. Biden. I I do believe that. Are they characteristically different? Like, is is believing women
0: conditional upon? what political party you affiliate I think that those two situations are different but I do in fact believe like we talked about it on the air I think several times right how difficult it was to deal with that there are a number of things about the accusation against Joe Biden that seem not credible but I like it I don't know if I believe her or not I like I I want to give her the benefit of the doubt.
2: I am. Yeah, like I have I, I think there are reasons to maybe doubt some of the accuracy of what she said. But I kind of
1: believe that something happened there. But, but this episode is not about Biden. Sure. And that's that's why I don't want to dwell on this topic.
0: But I do think it's fair because we are like essentially what I'm saying is if you hate Donald Trump, you have to vote Joe Biden. That's that's your only move. And I've said that several times before. And so to say like Joe Biden has these problems too, I think it's absolutely reasonable. I think there is a reasonable chance that Biden might be innocent. I think there's, approaching zero chance that Donald Trump yeah. is. So let's
2: let's move right. to something
0: well let me let me move on. I, I want to like move through this and, stuff pretty quickly. I mean quick I, yeah I don't want to rush but so,
2: and a liar. Don't forget about a oh, liar. Oh, right. Right. I, I don't want to like rush through this, but I think in my opinion anyway, some of the biggest indictments are still yet to come. So
0: well so here's the thing and I will give you guys a chance to jump in with whatever you want at the end, because maybe I didn't hit what you wanted to hit. Um He's a criminal. That's the next one. He's a huge criminal. Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, Konstantin Kalimnik, Lieutenant General, Michael T. Flynn, Roger Stone, Michael Cohen, George Papadopoulos, Alex Vanderswan, Richard Pinedo, 12 intelligence agents for the Russian GRU, 13 Russians, and 13 affiliated companies. Remember him talking about the Russia hoax over and over again?
3: Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit.
0: Those people, they all got indicted. They were all charged Mm -hmm. because of that hoax. So it doesn't seem very hoaxy to me. The other interesting thing about the Mueller report is it was never a criminal investigation of Donald Trump. It wasn't allowed to be. There's a memo from the DOJ that says a sitting president can't be charged with a crime like that. So they just never investigated him. He's literally never been investigated for Russia. So that's fun. But the people around him were investigated and a whole bunch of them went to jail. That's, I think,
2: a huge, there's an old adage that goes something like, if you want to know what kind of a person you are, look at the people you hang out with. And let's look at the people who Trump hangs out yeah. with. Yeah. Oh, we can't.
0: They're all They're in all in jail. Prison. We can't. Well, there, no, there are some of his old friends like Jeffrey Epstein.
2: Oh, that's true. He, oh, no, he's dead. He died in jail he was was well, murdered in jail
1: and, and let's not let's not overlook that like a lot of these crimes are committed on direct orders or like a lot of times crimes don't get committed because people ignore direct orders right like there's there's a lot of more potential crimes that could have happened but didn't because somebody was like well no you president trump you can't you can't actually do that
0: <laughs> yeah, there's literally a story out of the out of the Oval Office where he told people working on the wall down south like just build it. Forget forget about the law. If you get in trouble, I'll just pardon you. And they had to say, "Uh that's super illegal. We we can't do any of that." But also, let's go ahead and talk about 52 US Code uh 3121 contributions and donations by foreign nationals. So, uh when you ask somebody, say from the Ukraine, for example, for dirt on a political opponent, that's a thing of value, and you don't even need to get the thing like the the thing is you don't need a quid pro quo, you just need a quid and so our president was actually uh indicted and impeached yeah, yeah, he got impeached for that, so it's not good. um how about obstruction of justice uh when he fired James Comey or like a million other things? Uh, he obstructed justice. That's that's another crime. Well, can, well you, can you get more specific? Like, we're talking about, like, blocking witnesses
1: from testifying. We're talking about, like, right. uh, you know, het, attorney
0: generals um, getting fired and replaced. Like, Comey was brought into the Oval Office, and he was specifically asked for loyalty. Can you be loyal to me? And can you sweep this whole investigation about Michael Flynn under the rug? And Comey said no, and then he took some notes, and then he got fired, and then he talked about the notes.
2: So, the crimes aside, because technically, as you point out, he has not actually been even investigated on any of this stuff. So, to point to something and say, well, you broke the law here, um, it becomes a little bit difficult. But what... What he does is fires whistleblowers and gets rid – makes makes whistleblowers go away. And he does this by right. firing right. inspectors general who are in the middle of investigations yeah. or just finished publishing investigations into him or his guys.
0: That's obstruction of justice again. More obstruction of justice. So, So
1: we're – we're power running this segment and i don't i don't want to bog us down with this but you you are looking at like removing the protections that exist that are in place in order to keep a president legal and to keep a president you know from being treasonous or betraying mm-hmm. the country like all of the protections sure. that keep him from committing crimes are being stripped away by him which like seems like the kind of Problem the founding fathers like would have written a whole constitution about protecting well the American people. The thing out. is, a
2: lot of these people, a lot of right. these things aren't in the constitution. You know, and there's nothing about inspectors general in the entire U.S. constitution. Um, the, right. there, I don't think there's anything about attorneys general. I don't think there's, and uh, no, there's nothing about FBI directors. So, to say that it's obstructing justice to fire them is. Both true and false because of the way that they do it. Because they fire these guys and give some bullshit reason that everybody knows is bullshit, but it is sort of on face value valid. And he is allowed to fire these people. He's allowed to fire them, even if it's just because he doesn't like them or doesn't like the way that he's not supposed to, but he's allowed to,
0: right? Right. And if he had fired these people, like if he had asked for everybody's letter of resignation on did. the first day and then Reagan filled did in that. new people, you're, you're absolutely allowed to do that. But that's not what he's doing. He's waiting until they're problematic for him, and then they're firing. And he's firing them. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through these last three really quick. Give a couple of examples for each one and then just move on. And then I'm going to ask you guys if you can think of anything else. All right. So other problems. He demands absolute loyalty but has none to give. So that's what caused the problem with Comey in the first place. He demanded loyalty and that was fundamentally not Comey's job.
3: You know, some of the people that were most loyal to me are people that I didn't think would be. Some of the people that were least loyal to me are people right, that you I think I would have treated them differently. I think I would have treated different groups differently. I would have wiped the floor with the guys that weren't loyal, which I will now do, which is great. You know, I love getting even with people. If given the opportunity, I will get even with some people that were disloyal to me. I mean, I had a group of people that were disloyal. But how do you Alabama, define but, disloyalty? Uh, they didn't come to my aid.
0: As soon as anything negative happens with any of his staff, he just says... I I don't really know them. I never really knew them very well. He throws them under the bus immediately. Immediately, which is why he had the problems with uh, Cohen. Michael Cohen was his, like, right-hand man and would have gone to jail and wouldn't have said anything. But immediately, as soon as Michael Cohen got in trouble, Trump threw him under the bus. And that's what made him turn around and turn on him.
3: I have not spoken to him much. This is not a man I know well.
0: I never even heard of some of them. Most of them.
3: I don't know them. I don't know about them. I don't know what they do. I don't know them. I never even met some of these people. You never knew me. I never met her. I don't know who she is. I never met him. I never met these people. I don't know those gentlemen. I don't know him. I never met him. I don't know him. I've never met him. I don't even know him. I never met the guy. I don't know him. I never met him. I never met the guy. I've never met him. I don't know her. I really don't know her. I don't know her. I never met him. I don't know. I never met her. never met him. I don't really know him. I never met
0: him. I never met Putin. I don't know who Putin is. Uh, next, he fundamentally doesn't understand the concept of selflessness. So it's been confirmed by Fox News. It's been confirmed by everybody. He called veterans suckers and losers. And specifically the context behind that was when he was asked to go for Veterans Day to a cemetery with veterans who had died in the line. He basically said... They were losers for having fought in the first place. Why would they do that? He didn't fundamentally didn't understand the idea of giving your life for your country, which not, not a lot of us would do. Like we're not everybody is hero, but a lot of us understand at least we've seen Saving Private Ryan. Like we, we know what, what it is to, to have honor. He has just been insulting. He was just caught uh, insulting his Christian supporters. He secretly mocks them. He doesn't understand their faith. He doesn't give a shit about them. He doesn't understand them. He just gives them lip service. And it's rough. It it sucks. Uh, like, using people like he always does.
1: Can you link or, can you link or cite that one? Because, like, I I want to believe you, but I... Absolutely. Like, I would like to see where that came from.
0: There's an article that I will make sure finds its way into the doobly-doo. That's fine. Okay, uh, and the last one I want to talk about is he's dumb. He's a big, dumb dummy, and I don't mean it in terms of he's dumb and that's funny, ha ha ha. Like, I think there are a lot of great Americans, I have a lot of good friends who aren't book smart, who maybe don't have the highest IQ, but are intelligent intelligent in different ways. My problem with Donald Trump is he is dumb and he is proudly dumb. He refuses to listen to anybody. He doesn't take advice from any experts. He always says, we joked about it earlier, he jokes about how he knows more than X. He like, believe me, I know more than X. Believe me. It's always about believe me. Believe me, folks. Believe me.
3: Believe me. Believe me!
0: Believe me! 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 Well, I don't believe him, and that's basically my case. And the thing I think the the most dangerous thing about him is he lacks curiosity. Not only is he dumb, he doesn't he doesn't care that he's dumb, and he doesn't want to know more. Yeah. So
2: this kind of came up during the debate episode, and. I think it's really relevant here. This is where I think the faith of a lot of Americans becomes a literal danger to the country because someone can come in and because he's going to put judges on the, on the courts who are going to strike down, uh, abortion, gay marriage, um, the this entire like the whole of re- the religious right is perfectly happy to back him even though he f- like spits in their face constantly both like verbally and with policy he and, and, and he just doesn't he he hate he does not like them he doesn't like any of his base because they're poorer than him but right he He is still able to get their vote and get their vote en masse. I mean like in droves because these are people who have been conditioned and I will argue, although I think, you know, a discussion for another day, but I'll argue they've been conditioned by their religion. To mainly just accept on face value certain things Well, that...
1: I, let me just say real quick, like, <laughs>
2: you. Yeah. Well, look. All right. So here's what I'm saying, okay? Here's what I'm trying to say. The, the vast majority of Trump's base, the people who are willing to vote for Trump, many of them are cult members, and that's a separate issue, although arguably I would say it's a progressive thing from one to the next to the next. Yeah,
0: I think that's certainly reasonable.
2: But then the other huge and the bigger part of his base is the white evangelical vote. Almost as a, a monolith, they are voting for him because he's putting conservative judges on the bench that right. will be able to strike down abortion and gay marriage. That is the end of their decision-making process. That's that's it. And this dum-dum thing he leads this anti-intellectual movement, which has so easily absorbed the evangelical right-wing voters, as well as crazy cult people, because they have this sort of disdain for intellect, for public intellectualism and public intellectuals. They don't want to listen. These are people who have for a long time not wanted to listen to doctors and 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 other experts and prefer to hear the thing that they want to hear from the source that will tell it to them whatever that source may be so
1: i don't i don't want to interrupt your point and we can certainly circle back to you know anti-intellectualism and faith and the discussion of that yeah. i had two points that i wanted to point to really quick about the the anti-military statements and the anti-christian statements So, um, I believe the people who are coming forward with these statements, I certainly believe people who are close to Trump, what they'll say about what he said in private, but the, the really skeptical are going to say, if you don't have that from the horse's mouth, if you don't have a recording of that, if all you have is, well, this group of people says that he said that behind closed doors, I don't know that you have anything. Right. right, Like I, I do, I do believe you, and I, I think that a certain skew of the population will believe you. I think anyone who's really like skeptical or in that cult um, has an easy out to deny. Them. Right, because they, right. even
2: if they did have it from from like a recording of him saying it, they would they would deny it because. It, of what we talked about earlier about discrediting the media. They they as far as they're concerned that shit can be manufactured. They don't have
1: to believe that.
0: It was taken out of context
1: maybe, but that's not that's it's, really not the
0: same though. I feel comfortable with it. It was confirmed by Fox News. But that's the thing. Like they're you're dead right. You're absolutely right. There are people who are just never going to be convinced. And trust me, they haven't gotten this far in the episode. So we don't have to worry about them so much. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) But no, I think... I I thought our commitment was to the truth. Right. And I... No, I think you're absolutely right. I think we have this story that's been confirmed. And if people choose not to believe, that's on them. It's It's not on us. And what we've done is, if somebody chooses not to believe any one of these things, the sheer multitude of what we've talked about over the last hour and 40 minutes or whatever... Should be enough. I mean, when is enough enough? Like, if any one of these things had happened to a former U.S. president, his presidency is done. Is done. And this is, like, the stuff that I had to pick and choose. Like, there are tens of thousands of these things. And I had to pull them out.
2: This is all, also, all stuff just about, like, why he is a terrible human being. This isn't... We have not even touched... His disaster train wreck of four years of policy and administration. right. I mean, this is just on how he is as a human being,
0: if you can call it. If that. I could add on the fly one more category, his next term will be significantly worse because now he knows without question, he he can't be held to any standard. he doesn't he doesn't believe in holding up the norms. He knows that he can't be impeached because the Senate will go ahead and like overturn it. Like his, his Republican buds are going to be road dogs no matter what racist thing he says, no matter what awful thing he does to immigrant children, no matter what he does, he knows he can do it and face zero consequences.
1: Oof, you just had to get in immigrant children. Like, I, I would like to cover more of that, but we are really short on time. We're actually, like, way yeah. over on time today. So the last thing that I want to say, but do do look up the uh, the immigrant children that are separated from the parents, because that's fucking awful.
0: 545 children they can't find their parents for. 545.
1: But that's not my last little zinger. The last thing that we didn't cover today that I really... Uh, I think is super important, and I couldn't let the episode end without covering, is uh, threats to democracy, threats to voting, uh, threats saying, like, I will not give up, I won't promise to to commit to a peaceful transition of power.
3: Win, lose, or draw in this election. Will you commit here today for a peaceful transfer of power after the election, and there has been rioting in Louisville. There's been rioting in many cities across this country. Red and your so-called red and blue states. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transfer of power after the election? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster. I understand and, that, but and, people are rioting. Do you uh, commit to making sure that there's a no, peaceful want, transfer of power? We want to have get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very, trans- we'll have a very peaceful... There won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. Uh, The ballots are out of control. You know it. And you know who knows it better than anybody else? The Democrats know it better than anybody else.
1: That if I lose the election, that it must be rigged. That um, instilling this fear into the the mail-in voting system that there is, and with no evidence, that there is massive fraud that's
0: going on with. Uh, mail-in voting so i mean if i can throw in one more he said because of the uh russia hoax that indicted 30 plus people but was still a hoax that he should be given a third term that he should be allowed to run for a third term because his first term was ruined by those pesky democrats
3: and we're going to win four more years in the white house and then after that we'll negotiate, right? Cuz we're probably based on the way we were treated, we're probably entitled to another four after that.
1: Right. So so I just think that um it would be it would be a dereliction of our duty to this episode to um to not include like a last little uh one two jab that um like oh by the way like Uh, a legitimate threat to the future of democracy. So there's that.
2: Yeah. Well, and he, and and again, going back to everybody, they listened to him, uh, other Republicans, somebody, one of the, one idiot Republican, it might've even been Grassley, was tweeting, I think during the town hall debate, something about like, this is not a democracy. And, no, it's not, but it is a representative democracy that was very specifically tried to be as democratic as possible with a huge country.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would super rather not transition into an oligarchy or a autocracy.
0: Right. So anyway, if I can just say, like, vote for Biden. I know he sucks. I, I get it. And I I agree with you, but... This is the alternative, and I don't think that Biden is what the country needs necessarily, but what he is, is a, he's first aid. We're just trying to get the patient to surgery so we can try and save it. And either we're going to like keep on stabbing it for the next four years, or we're going to apply some first aid that we can go ahead and tweak while it's in office, and then on November 4th, we can start working on the surgery. Well, we can go ahead and start working on those third parties we talked about last week. We can come up with some alternatives. But for now, your option is to vote Biden. And I know you guys don't necessarily agree with me, but that's the only other option.
1: I mean, we lived through four years. How much worse could four more years be? Like, honestly.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we so if Trump I'm going to make a call shot if Trump gets reelected. And we managed to live through the next four years. We're putting that on a t-shirt and it's going to sell like hotcakes.
2: I'll I'll go. I got a hot take too. same same kind of vein. If Trump gets reelected, I don't think that our new country is going to be called the United States of America anymore. Whatever new country forms from the rubble of his second administration.
1: Cool. Well, I think we have to kind of wrap it up for today, but did anyone... Because he'll destroy America. Did anyone not get in their closing statements to what they what they wanted to, like, pin a bow on this episode with?
0: Right. I would like to say uh, a big thank you to Pat, because this is his absolute... the The absolute worst version of his absolute worst type of episode. He <laughs> hates this type of episode... More than any other, and mm-hmm. so I, I think you've been a real champ today. Oh, you got it, bud. <laughs> and I look forward to uh, weekly versions of this episode after the election. Mm. Any any closing, Andy? Did you
2: want
1: any to say closing anything? remarks? Anything you want to leave the listeners with, Andy?
2: Just
0: vote for God's sake. <laughs> Not, and again uh, for Biden. Like if you if you want to vote for Trump, just stay home. I don't oh, give a vote vote down the democratic line vote for Biden and then again next time I'm on board let's go third party we'll start a new party it'll be great uh, the brain 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 party will um, take over everything uh, but in the meantime <sighs> I really need to come up with a catchphrase
2: oh hopefully um, we gave you something to vote about
1: this week love
0: you bye nice Bye Wait, wait, sorry
2: (laughs) Hashtag Joe Jorgensen
0: No for Biden (laughs) Always gotta
1: get in the last word
2: (laughs) Is that your new catchphrase, Pat? Yeah Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, I assume that that's not in the episode
3: God bless the United States. Thank you very much.